Welcome to episode 142 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, and Apple TV and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my co-host, Warren Sklar. He's back. How you doing, Warren? Much better. Last week was uh, yeah. not, not a fun night again. I had to re- redo a sleep study that they messed up the first time. So Eesh. this is much better. So yes, good to be here. Glad you're back. And then we also have returning guests here. We have uh, Mr. Holden DePardo and Mr. Brian DePardo. Hi guys. Welcome Hello. back to the show. Hello. Hey guys. I'm glad, glad you guys are back. Uh, it's been, I think we did last did our show around New Year's Eve. I think if I remember correctly. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, had a lot of fun. So we got uh, lots to talk about this week. Uh, Apple never never is uh, quiet when it comes to stuff here. Uh, we'll be uh, talking about some HomePod stuff, the iPhone stuff, and beta, and uh, all kinds of stuff. Let's just uh, just dive right into it and uh, jump into the news of this week. Uh, Mac rumors is generally going to be our place to get some sources of news this week, as always. As always, uh, first story here is uh, Apple is the developing quote unquote a HomePod model with a screen and cameras. This is a report. Uh, uh, that was uh, a couple of days ago uh, f- uh, from Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, an unactivated temperature humidity sensor that's in the HomePod Mini that they were found. Brilfi mentioned that Apple has been developing new speakers with screens and cameras. Uh, the report suggests that the app that Apple could uh, could be at least exploring the idea of a HomePod model with a display and camera to compete with the likes of a Google Nest Hub Max or the Google Echo Show or and you know and so on and so on. Um, I'd be interesting to see this. This seems far fetched to me, but uh, the most interesting thing is the fact that the the the, the HomePod Mini has the humidity and temperature sensors. Uh, Holden, what do you think? This this is uh, this is uh, pretty interesting. I'm like you. I'm pretty skeptical of it. Yeah. Um, it just when you're talking about visual based devices where people could do FaceTime or something like that through, which is kind of the context in which this rumor is kind of leaked. I think people be more willing to use an iPod or an iPhone or an iPad or their Mac for something like that. Right. That having this like screen based home pod doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, for me personally, I think one caveat is maybe that got rid of the uh, regular, like uh, big home pod so that like home pod pro or something like that would have a screen like right. maybe, but I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's necessary. Any thoughts, Brian? Um, yeah, I have to agree. I think this is kind of sketchy. Um, I think, you know, I mean, if Apple were to go in that market, I mean, there's such a limited market for it, probably centered around like older people who might not have, you know, a phone, you know, grandma staying in touch with the kids kind of thing, like the whole, that awful Facebook. Um, what, did, what was that called? Portal. portal. Oh, the, the, I didn't even mention it. It was mentioned in the article, Facebook portal. Yeah. yeah. It was the camera yes. that followed you because that's what people want from Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So no, I don't, I don't see them doing this. I think, you know, Apple plays around with a lot of stuff like this yeah. and probably, you know, 90% of the stuff they do doesn't even get released, you know? Yeah. So. Any thoughts, Warren? Yeah. I mean, I have um, a couple of the Echo shows with the screen on it uh, in the house. I have a spot, which is a little one mm-hmm. and I never really use it other than, you know, it, you wake up, it will display the weather for you and a couple of news stories. I look at that. Um, you know, it also shows a photo you can use as a photo album. It's just kind of neat, but yeah. you know, it's not something I, you know, if you took it away from me today, I wouldn't miss it that much. So, I mean, the trick would be for Apple to create something that would be different than an iPad on a stand, right? Because yeah. basically, if you're just mm-hmm. talking about you know, a tablet with a with a stand on it, that's not going to sell. But if they could do something, I mean, the Facebook 
thing while it's, you know, Facebook, you don't trust a camera following you. Mm-hmm. If it was anybody else, if it was Apple with that technology doing that, that would be good for FaceTime, especially for older people who never stand in front of the camera the right way. And so I, I work in um, a retirement community and they all have iPads. And that's how they talk to their kids. And that's how they, sure. they, they do that. And so if you made it easier for them, it, it could be a thing. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, that just led right into the next story I just mentioned is uh, this was a nine to five Mac. Actually, the HomePod mini is reportedly has a, a temperature and humidity sensor uh, that, that could be enabled through a software update. Uh, this was again, according to Bloomberg, uh, and it was backed up by analysis by iFixit, which I would definitely trust those guys. Uh, the, the HomePod mini included a secret sensor that is designed to measure the current temperature and humidity of the room. Uh, the HomePod Mini is in, uh, and it seems like the sensor could be activated through a software update to provide new functionality to HomePod Mini users. And of course, various Home uh, Kit products do exist that can already measure temperature, so this would be, you know, quite an ideal thing to, for it to do. And then Nine to Five has a has a picture from iFixit showing the sensor that that they, that iFixit found. So, uh, Warren, what do you think of this? I mean, people were talking that it would be good to have connected to a thermostat so you, you can control automatically the, the room. Yeah. But then again, most thermostats have sensor touch, you know, the right. thermostat, the smart thermostat itself is basically doing that anyway. So, um, you know, I'm not sure exactly what, what they would do with it. Maybe tell you if, if it's on fire or your house is on fire. That could yeah. be a good thing. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the iPhone has it too. You know, when, you know, when it gets too hot, it tells you it's too hot. So somehow it knows it's hot. Um, so, but I think there was a difference between an internal sensor and this is external. And that's what they were saying. This is measuring the outside of the device where the iPhone measures the heat inside the device. Yeah. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, you know, I, I think that Apple puts in chips that, aren't activated, you know, and that this could be something that's coming with the software update. Maybe it's something in a new version of iOS, they're anticipating features, they're thinking ahead because, you know, they they plan these products like way out in advance. So this just could be something that's going to lay dormant until Apple introduces something. It might interact with another product they haven't announced yet. So, yeah. And you, you hold on what you think? I was quite frankly a little confused about this. I wasn't like certain what the purpose was, but uh, you know, um, he brought up that uh, and well, like earlier today, I think we were talking about it, um, that you might have like zoned heating in your house and one part of the house, you might want to be different temperatures. So you can kind of help with measuring that. And then that might offer a kind of greater utility for putting home pods around your house. Um, just kind of that one extra thing of like, Oh, you want to put them around your house, not just so you can talk to Siri, but so you can measure things in your home. Like, it kind of extends beyond just the music and kind of lives up to the home part of HomePod. Um, but we'll just kind of have to see. I mean, it's possible they never do anything with this. I mean, I feel like they we've found sensors yeah. in products before that haven't been used. But yeah. I can't recall any off the top of my head. I'm just like, I think that's happened. I'm pretty sure. It, pretty sure. it was an iPod Touch. It happened once before. That's before right. An iPod Touch. Yeah. They added Bluetooth to the device itself, but didn't enable it till a year later. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think you know, just an afterthought is a, you know, what they should have done with the, the home pod in the mini is made a mesh router system out of them. And I yeah, don't yeah. understand. Yeah. They, they discontinued airport. They discontinued their routers right before like the mesh, you know, 
craze took off. Mm-hmm. And I was so sure that they were just going to like get into that with these devices. And it makes so much sense. I mean, you have all these Apple yeah. devices that, that's all over the house. Right. They also said at that time, too, like, oh, we're going to get rid of the airports because there's just no longer innovation that we feel like we can contribute to. And then mesh starts to kind of blow up in the homes. Yeah. Right. And, and so they want sense. all these. Yeah. They, and now they want all these like, you know, you know, Apple TV could have been one. All these devices are sitting around could just mesh throughout your house. And yeah, I, I think they missed the boat on that one. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Totally agree. I agree with that. Um, and then uh, next story here, uh, Apple may pay Samsung display over reduced OLED iPhone 12 mini panel orders. Samsung display could be paid by Apple over lower than anticipated OLED panel orders uh, due to slow iPhone 12 mini sales, according to the industry observers. And an event that's happened a few times before Apple's enters into agreement with its supply chain partners, secures optimal pricing for components. And sometimes this involves contracts where Apple guarantees a minimum number of units to be ordered and occasionally it cannot meet those requirements and i know brian you are a proud owner of an iphone 12 mini i'll give you the first dibs on thoughts of this it's tragic i just um you know i mean i tried to help them out by buying one so (laughs) (laughs) um but you know yeah i I have to say i'm a little bit surprised um that it's not selling better than it is um I got one. I was looking for something that was smaller. I didn't want to go down to an SE. Um, and I wandered into Best Buy one day and and saw it and thought, wow, this is like really the perfect size for me. Um, and when I went to go pick it up at the Apple store, um, he was doing, you know, the transfer of the Sims and all that other stuff. And he kept saying to me, you know, you can return this if you want. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, I know. He's like, okay, just just letting you know, you can return it. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, that's nice. Okay, that's go. not a good sign. Yeah, he's like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, no one buys these, man. You know? <laughs> you're the only one. So that, I'm surprised. Yeah. I am. I think Apple might be a little surprised as well. Yeah. Hold on. What do you think? That phone is is tiny. I have not been able to hold one in my hand, but and I got a big hand, so. I'm used to the 10R, so like that's kind of the, the size yeah. that like I, I would go for that myself personally. I'm not super surprised it's not selling as well because I think that when someone's buying an iPhone 12, whether that's Mini or Pro Max, I don't think they're I don't think price is a deciding factor for them. I think yeah. the size of the screen is. If price was the deciding factor, they would have gone for an 11, they would have gone for a 10R, they would have gone for an SE. So by the time you get up to the iPhone 12 Mini, it's more about what's the phone I want to hold in my hand. That's that's the case with me. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Warren? I mean, Apple gave people what they wanted. I mean, for years, they were asking for a small phone that had pretty much all the features of the, the bigger phones uh, because in the past, that wasn't the case. Yes, he was always uh, an entry-level device compared to the other ones. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised it's not selling better. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be considered a failed product like some of the other products they have Right. going forward. I think if they do get rid of it, people... We'll start wanting it again in some other form. Maybe not that. Maybe a little bit cheaper with some less features uh, than than the uh, the regular twelve and the and the, and the max. Um, again, it's too small for a lot of people, but you know, some people like to you know. It's not. I mean, it's it's a good phone. It's the same phone as the uh, the other twelve. So, 
it's just a size, like you were saying. I mean, some people just don't like the form factor. Yeah. Um, and I also don't think Apple's going to cry about the money they have to pay to Samsung. I'm no. sure it's that's not a lot of money. Yeah, I yeah. think that's pocket change for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think they'll keep around the mini size, though. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I think enough people still bought it to, to justify its existence for people who want the most recent iPhone. And also... They just won't. They won't plan to sell it. Yeah, they just won't plan to sell <laughs> right. it. Right. Yeah, um, but also I think they might make more money now on the regular sized iPhone 12 because they get to charge a hundred dollars more than they did the uh, for the 11. That's true. So like yeah. they sell less of these minis, um, make manufacture less of them, and they sell the normal one that sells more for more money. I, I feel like this is still a beneficial thing for yeah. Apple's bottom line. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next story, Mac rumors. Uh, Apple has updates the iWork apps for iOS and macOS to version 11. This, so this was a couple days ago as we record this. Uh, Apple today un- updated its suite of iWork apps designed for iOS and macOS to version 11, and, and version 11, introducing a number of new features and tweaks to improve the functionality. On iOS, pages, numbers, and Keynote now feature on-screen keypads for entering exact values for text, space, Spacing, table size, and more. Plus, there's a feature for adding or removing objects uh, or uh, tables from select by, selection by uh, tapping or dragging across them. Um, there's also an option to, uh, to open presentations, documents, and spreadsheets in edit mode for each app. And phone number links can be added to table cells and all kinds of uh, uh, improved things here. Uh, Warren, what do you think? I think this is uh, some good improvements. I mean, on Mac as well, it's got some good improvements as well with the media browser and, uh, and other things. Not much to think about. I, I haven't had a reason to use any of them for a while. No. All I can tell you is uh, it it it's it's a a big update uh, compared to everything else that you update on your iPhone and uh, iOS True. devices. Um, so you know it it's, it always makes the news whenever they update it for some reason. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, uh, I guess yeah. You know, if I need to use it, I'll check out the features. Brian, you use uh, use Keynote and Pages a lot. I, I think you did, do you? Or not much? No, you know, I really, I really don't. Um, they're good apps, you know. Um, yeah. the The Pages app for iPhone, I think, is a little disappointing because it doesn't scale text very well. Yeah. You know, even like Microsoft Word, um, you can go into a mobile mode where everything is much bigger and easier to read. But unless the iWork app does that, the Pages um, for iOS does that, and I just don't know it. Um, I hadn't checked it. Uh, Holden, yeah, you, it's been a you, long time since I've even used it. Do you use them at all, Holden? Um, I use numbers sometimes. If I'm doing research on something, I'll just kind of use that to store some stuff, but I don't really use them a whole lot. Yeah. If I want to write, I use Ulysses or the Notes app or like Notion for Notes. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really use them that often. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you guys don't use uh, Keynote as much. There's a lot of people really like Keynote, especially over PowerPoint. Uh, and yeah, they did it is significantly better. Oh absolutely. yeah, they, and they added uh, the option to be able to view present presenter notes in Mac uh, in the current slide, next slide. So they did a better job with that. I haven't had a chance to look at that yet, but I'm going to be looking forward to that when I when I do have to do presentations. So, but uh, good stuff. Um, this was a big story this week. Um, and this is in Mac Stories, which of course is. Well, renowned for having shortcuts, the uh, recent, the recently created shortcuts links were currently broken. Um, iCloud links to shortcuts broke sometime in the past 24 hours, uh, which was 
about a day or two ago since we record this. Uh, instead of opening the Shortcuts app, allowing users to install a shared shortcut, tapping a shortcut link displays an alert with a message, shortcut not found, Explain, explaining that the link may be invalid or the shortcut may have been deleted uh, based on their internal testing on Mac Stories. Uh, the issues appeared to affect all shortcuts linked created before the, the, the yesterday when this was uh, was posted. This uh this was a big huge deal. I mean, the Mac Mac Stories, if everybody doesn't know, is a great site. Frederico Vitici uh, and and crew have just some great content on there, and they have almost three years worth of shortcuts and a shortcuts archive that they keep. So, needless to say, they were panicking. They did contact Apple, and then Apple did uh, respond back to them late uh, that that day, saying we are aware of an issue and uh, where previous shortcut shared shortcuts are currently unavailable. Uh, so. They're going to fix it as quickly as possible. But breaking news, this hit uh, a couple hours before we recorded this. Uh, this is uh, has been fixed. Apple did it. Uh, did uh, fix the shortcuts uh, problem. I'm not sure what happened, and there wasn't really much of a uh, uh, reason what happened. But uh, uh, interesting. Well, what did you think, Warren? I thought this was an interesting story that this happened. Yeah, I, I saw the story and. I have one or two shortcuts that I use all the time that I think were broken before this. Um, so I, I, I didn't know if it was this uh, was my problem or something else. You know, they, they sync across devices. So I have uh, an iPad and uh, the iPhone and I created a shortcut on one and it works on my iPhone, but it doesn't work on my iPad. So then I thought maybe this had something to do with it, but probably not. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's fixed. So yeah, not much else to say about it. Brian Holden, what do you think? Do you guys use shortcuts? I pre-COVID, I used a couple I had made to like, because, you know, I picked my kids up from school. Um, so I had a shortcut that would text them, let them know based on location about when I would be there to pick them up. So I would run that when I left work every day. Um, but other than that, I'm not one that's like tinkering with yeah. shortcuts all the time or trying to automate. I want to. I want to start playing with them more. It's just, just it's finding cool. the time. I just don't have the time. Find yeah. the time to do it, yeah. You, do you yeah, tinker with them all, Holden? Yeah, so I have one pretty intricate shortcut. Did I ever <laughs> tell you about this? You, you, yeah, you, you yeah. sure did. <laughs> it, um, I basically, whenever I want to add an item that I need out of my grocery list, I have a shortcut for it. I It asks me, like, what section of the store it's in, and then I tell it what name it is, and it puts in the Reminders app and then sorts it based on location in the grocery store. So when I get to the grocery store, I can just look at my Apple Watch and scroll through, and everything's just sorted the way I need to. Nice. Um, it's super, super long, but it works. <laughs> good enough um it's okay. but it's like sharing them is a is a huge pain to begin with it is yeah yeah. It is. Well, uh, the folk, the folks at Mac Stories are, are very happy. Federico is very happy. It's working again because they were in panic mode. And as based on hey, all the tweets they were Apple sending re- out. <laughs> yeah, I think Apple rebooted iCloud. And it's uh, I think that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it just smacked the top of the server yeah. and started working. Did you turn it off and on again? Court. Yeah. It's like the IT crowd. Did you yeah. reboot yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. Um I always like these feel-good stories uh, about app iPhones and being damaged or dropped somewhere. This was a 9-to-5 Mac. iPhone 11 Pro survives a 30-day dive in a deep freezing lake. There is a video on this uh, out here. It's insane. It's a set uh, when this this was published a couple days ago. You're actually, you know, it was actually today as we record this. Uh, two weeks ago, they reported an iPhone surviving a six months at the bottom of a lake. This was another story. Now, a new story shows an iPhone 11 Pro that survived a 30 day dive in a deep freezing lake in Canada. 
on CTV News reported that a woman uh, was celebrating her 50th birthday in an ice fishing spot on Wasukio Lake in Saskatchewan. So it's mighty cold in Saskatchewan, I would think, uh, when she uh, accidentally dropped her iPhone 11 Pro into the lake. She said she had her, her phone on her knee. It, it, it tends to blow up. I go grab it. It tends to go down. There it goes. <laughs> so they, try, they they couldn't get to it. So then they waited uh, 30 days later, went back, found a found a uh, uh, a magnet of some sort. Put they knew exactly where they had let, where it, where it was fell. She was able to retrieve it. It turned back on and charged. It sat in that lake for 30 days. I, I just just makes me even more proud of me being an iPhone owner by something like that happening and being it surviving. Uh, what do you think, Brian? This is crazy. <laughs> I think Angie got real lucky. She sure did. <laughs> um, that it is amazing. Like I'm always like you know when things are like quote unquote waterproof or whatever. It's like I'll right. take a shower with my Apple Watch and I'll freak if I'm in there too me long. Me too. I won't even I won't even submerge my watch. <laughs> And so I now can. that I know I can lay at the bottom of a, a lake, frozen lake for six months, you know, you'll without, still be scared of the shower though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm good, but wow, that's an incredible story. That's a real, yeah. That's there's a video Apple too. Commercial. I got to, I haven't had a chance to watch the video yet, but there's you, you, the links oh, in the I show notes. You, you'll have to watch that. Uh, check it out. Uh, what do you think we're holding the same thing? It's just crazy. It's crazy for sure. I do have this like, the uh, it was the opposite of a silver lining. <laughs> is, is the, this person the from the Apple Store is like a liquid damaged iPhone to be like, yeah. what do you mean it's liquid damaged? I read that a phone was at the bottom of a lake for six months. Yeah. And yeah. there'll be those situations for sure because of this. Well, uh, but no, it, obviously it's really impressive. Obviously a freshwater lake, so, so I don't think goes much of a problem of being a saltwater yeah, uh, that's, ocean. Yeah, that's so any thoughts, Warren? Yeah, when COVID when COVID first hit, I saw like a video of you know some actual person who's technical enough washing their iphone in under a faucet in soap to disinfect it i'm like you're you're a crazy person and then i'm like well let's try it so i took my iphone i went under the faucet (laughs) you did it fired it up and it was fine so i mean i've done that actually a few times now um you know but again it's you know i i do it tech and i've seen people drop phones from like you know buildings and it being fine and then dropping it from like you know yeah. here to the carpet and smashing it's and just like you said with the water damage just you know sometimes you're lucky sometimes you're not so right. you know this woman got lucky i guess there was right. a couple there was a, a other story like that too not too oh yeah there's been long, many I think, yeah i just thought this one was quite quite intriguing it'd be 30 days crazy stuff here. they said it, they said it is waterproof i haven't had heard much about the um durability of the uh New glass. It's not the grill, grill glass. Had the twelve. They called it yeah. something else. But I haven't heard. Ceramic shield. They, they gave it a name during the the presentation, but I haven't heard anybody like testing the durability or any reports I, on it or anything like that. I can tell you that my many now normally within a month of having a new iPhone or a new iPad, I scratch the screen. It oh, my got scratches on mine already. And I've had this since what, maybe November or whatever. And there's not a single mark on this phone. Knock on wood. Well, um, I might have, I might not have even. I have it feels sp- different too. Do you notice that, Dave? Yeah, it's. I got the a few. Glass feels a lot different. It does. I have this. I have this. You guys don't put screen protectors on them. No. No. Yeah. No, I do. You know, cheap ones. So I, I had an iPhone something at one point and. 
I had the screen off, uh, screen protector off, and I went to the beach one day with it, and the sand scratched the hell out of it. I mean, and like I, I don't even like couldn't even tell you when that happened. It was yeah. weird. So ever mm-hmm. since then, I'm keys like, in pocket know, usually. Put, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So ever since then, I'm just like, you know, get a five dollar for a three pack on Amazon, and you know, I actually don't think my. I don't think my iPhone has ever, ever actually been touched by human hands because I have like the thing on my iPhone. So I think it's uh, pretty clean. Uh, next story here is uh, iPhone 12 Pro Max is among the best smartphones of 2021, says Consumer Reports. It is. It, I, we, uh, uh, Warren and I can both agree to that because we both own it. Uh, Apple's iPhone 12 Pro Max is among the best smartphones of 2021 and is the top iPhone of the year, according to new smartphone rankings shared by Consumer Reports. They're the Fast 8 to 14 processor, OLED display, camera technology, and 5G connection earn it one of its top slots. Consumer Reports recommending it uh, over other options because of the longer battery life. I will definitely attest to that. Uh, and um, and larger display and the 2.5 uh, uh, X zoom camera. Well, it will cost you $100 more than its smaller sibling, the iPhone 12 Pro. Uh, it will pack several more hours of battery life, a slightly larger display in the zoom. So, yeah, I, Warren, I, I don't think you have to say much else to know that this that we, we will uh, definitely attest to it. So, all, all I could tell you is, uh, you know, every year I say when a new one comes out, I, I'm not going to get it because how, you know, why would it be better than what we have now is the best? And yeah. every year they get us. Every year they're like, yeah, they, they do. Get, do awesome. something that makes us want to get it. So that's why I'm on the trading uh, plan. <laughs> now, ho- hopefully this year they don't do anything like, uh, you know, leave it exactly the same. So I don't have to buy it. Yeah. Just like we did the iPads. We, we stayed with yeah. our 2018s. Well, Hold those it. were, those were exactly the same pretty much. They, yeah. There was like one yeah. difference between the two, but it wasn't worth it. What do you think guys yeah. Holden? What do you think? I mean, Better, better version of best phone ever is now the best phone ever. So yeah. I mean, it's not, yeah. not super surprising. I was, I have a 10 I've been very happy with my 10 I did feel at launch that kind of urge to buy it because it's the 12 is just really, really nice overall. This is the 12 Pro Max, of course, but just right. 12 in general is just so nice. I'm very tempted, but I'm holding out still. I'm holding out. All right. Brian, any thoughts? You're, you're still happy with your mini. <laughs> I think they um, misspelled iPhone 12 mini in the headline. That's what I think. <laughs> Due to the slightly reduced battery life from the other models, well, the 12 will, mini is the best iPhone of the year. I, I will say this. The battery life on the mini does suck. Does it really? I mean, it's is it as bad as they say? I mean, it lasts all day. I will say that. And that's all I needed to do. But it's it's around maybe 20%. I don't, I'm not one who sits on my phone, you know, for long periods of time. I don't use it that much so i'm surprised that the battery life isn't better yeah well they say they say in the article here too that uh there it, it is in the top 10 rankings of all the all the other iphones are as well as as well as the 11 11 pro max 12 12 mini and 12 pro yeah. is in, in there so so we're not all surprised the iphone is the, is, the mini is the best iphone for small hands that's yeah. what it says in the article <laughs> yeah let's say about me <laughs> uh all right, let's. Um, I kind of kind of treat this as a as a topic of anything. I kind of wanted to talk about this only because it was kind of exciting, and and many of us on this panel are were have been around with Apple and Macs for quite a long time. It's been twenty years since Mac OS ten uh, it was introduced, and uh, 
Uh, I, 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 you know, really iOS would not be here, here as we know it today if it wasn't for Mac OS and that Mac OS 10 uh, back in uh, all those days. Um, I linked the article in the show notes from 9to5Mac, uh, and I like the headline here. It was on an act of desperation at the time because of pro- <laughs> OS 9, of not pe- people too happy with the way OS 9 was. But it's got quite a bit of history. And, you know, Brian, I know you've been you've been working with Macs for, for a really long time. And I, yeah. I, I kind of like to see where your spin, you know, where, where, where Mac OS came, has gone. And then uh, how do you think it, it was influenced by iOS? Well, I mean, you know, it's they were in a very desperate situation. Um, Apple was when they bought um, Next. Um, at the time, everyone thought they're going to buy BOS, you know, and I loved BOS at the time. So I was kind of yeah. really rooting for that. But they weren't a desperate. I'll tell you how desperate it was. I was at Mac World Expo in Boston. I think it was 96. Mm-hmm. And Apple was doing a demo of Copeland. And it literally in a 15 minute demo it crashed about six times. <laughs> it was just a mess. Kind of like Windows so 95. Very clear that they needed, <laughs> yeah, they needed something. So, um, yeah, we wouldn't have iOS without macOS. We wouldn't have iOS without Next Step, you right. know. Um, and I think that, you know, if you remember the early days of OS 10, where you click on a menu, wait 10 minutes, and it finally drops down, <laughs> it's, come, it's come a long way. But I think that iOS has really led the way for the more recent versions of um, Mac OS? Yeah, I think so. I think they really has. Um, Warren, where, how long have uh, you been uh, part of the Apple world for quite a long time? I don't I've know been, how far back you I've went. Been thinking about thinking about it. I think I was uh, like right between Leopard and Snow Leopard. Yeah, there. I think you and I were right around the same time when we started being uh, immersed in but Apple I remember, like I am. But I remember playing with uh, OS 9, uh, OX, whatever they called it. And, you know, not being kind of confused when I looked at it the first time because uh, I started with DOS and then Windows 3.1 and then yeah. 95 and did that whole thing. Um, but yes, my first one was uh, I got a Mac Mini. I think it was the first Intel version of the Mac Mini. Core Solo? It was something like that. It was, I think, it was the first one. Yeah, that was so that well. was horrible. That was one of the yeah. very first Mac Minis. That was so yeah, bad. It was the, you know, hey, at the it time was, it was, for, for me. At the time, it was great. So yeah, uh, yeah so I started from there, and now, uh, yeah, now here we are. Like it, obviously. Now, Colton, what do you? And uh, you obviously had been in as long as we have, but uh, would you have any thoughts with uh, with Mac OS and and, and iOS? Yeah, I mean, Mac OS is just, or Mac OS 10 even, has just been the way I've been using Macs pretty much my whole life. I mean, right. came out in 2001, I was eight. So, yeah. like, I didn't, I didn't really, like, have it. I mean, I remember kind of what Mac OS 9 looked like, but I bet hardly. Yeah. Oh, you, you be at my computer, you <laughs> <He's>, folders, and... <laughs> I have no memory of that. He, he actually <laughs> Brian might be able to bring memory because he's got a few machines that has it running. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have a two CX back here, right here. Um, yeah, he actually that same computer right there when he was a little kid. He <laughs> he was going. so amazed that it sucked the disc in. When you <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so he kept shoving them in, <laughs> and then got really mad when they weren't coming back out. And so I took I took it apart and I found like three discs wedged inside. The oh case. my gosh! So yeah, you know, he hasn't let me touch a computer since. No. Well, that's why he has his own. He can mess his own machine up, right? Yeah. yeah. 
No, but it's a, it's um, a good. I, yeah, go ahead. I was I, I um, going back to Mac OS 10 though. I really do remember Lion as kind of the first time yeah. that Mac made that jump to being like uh, iPhones and iPads to bring the gestures in and that's, full screen, full yeah. screen. That's that's yeah. when I think I really started to really like a uh, Mac OS um, a lot. Apart from just being a computer, I had to use. Right. So that was kind of the first one for me. I really enjoyed, and the App Store too came out that update. It was like thirty days after or something like that. Like there was a yeah, delay. Snow Leopard but... was the first one with the oh, app. Oh yeah, Snow you're, right, was, you're right, right. You're right. Right. Yeah. And that, it was and, announced like when the announced line. I think it was. There was some sort of alignment there. Was my memory of it. I think. It was, yeah. was it around the time they made them free updates? I think it was around I that think, time. Yeah. 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 Snow yeah, Leopard was yeah. the last paid one. I think, and then I think so. Yeah. And then Lion yeah. Star was free. Lion was yeah. free. That yeah. was one of the best Steve Jobs moments is when he got on stage and said, we're selling, I think it was Leopard. There's the basic edition for 129. There's Enterprise right. for 129. There's, oh, that was that was hilarious. And oh, the ultimate edition, all the features for 129. Well, yeah. compared yeah. to what Windows was, was doing. Go for ultimate. Yeah. Every year he's paying $129. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but not- Windows is still doing it. They're still charging. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, but it really has a lot of influence on iOS, and I think iOS wouldn't be here uh, today, and in its iteration as it is. And uh, I think we can appreciate it. You know, right on the first day that uh, Steve Jobs was on stage and announced the first iPhone in 2007, to you know where we are today. Gosh, it's been a long time since we've been using yeah. these devices, and um, you know we can't live without them now. I mean, I'm sure most of you guys, this 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 device is in your hand. A good chunk of your day, so it's yeah. uh, it, it's hard not to. Uh, some, some people complain that uh, that uh, Big Sur looks a little too much like iOS at this point. So, <laughs> well, it, that's it took that's a while to get used to it. But oh, I yeah, love it. Yeah, I, love it I like now. it. Yeah, but it, this it is a, a while. But this is a good piece to read. Uh, Nine to Five Mac. There's also a link and uh, uh, MacWorld uh, in in that piece for Jason Snell. If anybody would would give you a good uh, over a view of, of Mac OS, it would be with yeah. Jason. So check that so, out. Man. I we can we can get through that. So I don't want to get too deep into more of a Mac discussion here. But uh, yeah, I thought it'd be a good topic just to at least touch on for uh, uh, just it's kind of celebratory where iOS is too, and and it's going to continue to evolve. So um, all right, let's go talk to beta this week. We uh, Warren and I always talk about beta and. Uh, Beta 5 just got released a couple days ago here, and I haven't seen really much difference. Have you uh, seen anything yet since you've installed it? Because I don't even have to, I don't have to question because Warren lives on the cutting edge, of, as you guys don't know, and he has beta installed on everything. Well, except he's, he avoids going on on his M1s because he, he regretted that. No, no, they're, they're both on beta. Oh, so you I, put, I gave in. So you yeah, gave in, okay. Yeah, they're both on beta. But, but, I mean, I wouldn't even call it living on the edge anymore. I mean, this beta has to be more polished than anything else. It, it, yeah. It's kind of crazy that they're not releasing this thing to it the is. public especially this, this whole you know the whole mask uh and yeah, watch thing so is bad. just uh, i, mean, I want if yeah. i the last i've been using it for the last what two months this first right. beta came out and like they were like the best two months of my life i mean with you know <laughs> yeah. compared to having you know to take off my mask every time so I mean, they made a they made a big they didn't make a big deal, but news outlets made a huge deal over it. And if I like you know was a normal person, I'd be I'd be sad <laughs> watching watching people have it and not me. So, uh, what do you think next week? I, I can't imagine. It's, and well, I mean, there's no announcement. We I was you know I had thought there was they're waiting for the announcement for the new new products coming out the, uh, yeah. the new iPads and 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 just nothing. So, but no, I, I, mean, I, it, I agree. It, it works. I mean, right? I like. Yeah. 
I haven't found any problem with it. I mean, one once in a while, it doesn't unlock with the mask. I mean, you have to put in the password, but I, I don't think that's a bug. I just think it's, you know, happens. Um, I don't know what they're waiting for, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, and the article goes through, uh, we've been talking about it over and over again, that again, we're talking about the Apple Watch being able to unlock the phone with your mask on, uh, being able to have two 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 SIMs, or, or I'm sorry, the the eSIM and a SIM and have two carriers that will run 5G for you, which I think is exciting. Um, and um, Fitness Plus stuff. And then just, yeah, just they've added so much stuff. We've talked about a bunch of times. And I don't think there's, I mean, not, as you say, I don't think you see much else in difference of what between four and five, right? No, nothing at all. So, and you guys. I, I think the article says uh, that they, they removed a Siri. Some, yeah, you, you put it in the, uh, the next article doesn't it remove the Siri in the uh, iOS as well, or the references to it, or is that just on the Apple TV? I think that was the Apple TV. Okay. Yeah, that was from uh, that was from uh, yeah last. I didn't put that in here, but uh, 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 oh yeah, I'm sorry. No, I do have the article in here. This is uh, this is the other article about TVOS. Um, it removes Siri remote mentions in TVOS beta 14.5, and then changes okay. the home yeah. button name in itself. Yeah, so TVOS. Yeah. 14.5 beta. Uh, there's some small but notable changes, which is unusual because I, I tend to not look at TVOS when it updates because it generally has no updates other than uh, other Could than the, yeah. like, what, what else is going to be there? Yeah. Sure. It said Siri remote has always been Apple TV remote in, in countries where Siri functionality is not available on the Apple TV, but now Apple is using the Apple TV remote wording in countries where the remote was previously referred to as the Siri remote. Okay, so this is just another country that, that they're that they had to change it to have to adapt to it probably. So in other words, nothing, no, no big deal of updates. So, but Apple TV, that's a whole nother story. It's just emojis. Know. You're missing out on, if you're not on beta, you got what? Five. Or six, oh, seven, oh, 10, oh yeah. Emojis in on Apple TV. 15, 15. Uh, no, on the, uh, on the iPhone. You're missing oh, emojis. I didn't look at uh, that. With the, with the beta. Yeah. Some you're new missing, ones. Uh, the, the guy smoking a cloud and, uh, the, oh, I see the needle. Yeah. The, the hypodermic needle. Yeah, I'll use that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course, the AirPods Pro Max. You got to got to have that. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. 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 So with the remote, I, I really hope it's indicative. It, it probably isn't indicative of this, but I really hope they're going to redo the remote for Apple TV. Oh God, yes. Awesome, and it's also really expensive, and so is the Apple TV to buy everything together. It's like yeah. cut the price down with a you know uh, not cheap remote, but like just less expensive remote. Um, I just use I my phone. Yeah, I, I use, use my, my phone. phone. I use my phone. I use the phone exclusively. I'm also, if you guys, you guys aren't familiar, I, I did a review on it. The Function 101 makes a remote. Yeah. Um, that's mm-hmm. really nice. The only bad thing about that one is it doesn't have Siri and doesn't have a, a, the, the touchpad to to move things mm-hmm. around. But but it 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 looks and feels like a regular remote. So normal people who don't need to have that, those functions are, are you know, I gave it to my wife. She's yeah. like, oh yeah, this this remote's a lot easier than the other. I, I can't figure that out. Uh. Not not having yeah. a touchpad is actually a benefit of your uh, remote. Right. It, that, you know, you, you hit it. And I end up touching it all the time when yeah. I'm not trying to touch it. I, I ended up breaking the remote like two days after I got the Apple. <laughs> oh, is that why you guys don't use it? <laughs> yeah, and I kept saying to the kids, it's really fragile. It's glass. It's got a glass. Don't touch it. And then I break it. Later, so. <laughs> but if you give it to Henry, he would have broken it in 30 seconds. So, <laughs> so um, all right. Well, that's all we pretty much have for beta this week. Let's, Like I said, let's hope... Uh, 
let's hope they come up with uh, they come out uh, with stuff here. I, I also put in here Watch OS seven four. I don't think did you see anything on Watch OS? Uh, same thing, right? Nothing, nothing earth shattering, right? No blood pressure. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. nothing new. <laughs> they they uh, activated the hidden chip in the uh, the watch that I don't know about. That's <laughs> watching me watching me sleep yeah. or something stupid like that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> next topic I wanted to bring up is uh, is uh, blocking spam calls, and boy, it has just been god awful. I'm assuming you guys have been experiencing the same thing as of oh late. God, I mean, it's like it's constant. I mean, I must get five, six calls a day, whether I want to extend my warranty or if I want warranty. to. Uh, or or my or my electric bills, I'm paying too much. Um yeah. or, the, so, or, the, or the Marriott to get the Marriott's calls. I haven't got those. No. I get like your friend referred us to you. You you want to stay at a Marriott. Oh and, uh, yeah. Extend, well, and I'll be all over yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah. so, I'm so I, five today. You, know, I just, five. you guys yeah. might not be able to do this, but I just do the whole um, turn off unknown callers. See, I know you work. guys can't do yeah, that. Because of work I can't do that. It's the greatest. I do love to leave voicemails for dad, though. That's like, hi, Brian, we are calling from car company about your car warranty. I leave that voicemail all the time for dad. I have, I have dozens of voicemails. Yeah, yeah same. So, um, but T-Mobile has, uh, uh, as my preferred carrier, since I use them, uh, has, has that thing called Scam Shield. Uh, and uh, it does a pretty good job for the most part, but there's still quite a few that slip through. Uh, there was an article here I put. It's not that good. It's gotten better. I mean, but it's not. It, it could be better. Um, but they, there was an article here I put in the show notes here about uh, that they did announce uh, as today as we record this uh, that the first U.S. wireless provider that's managed to complete deals with all the wireless networks uh, to implement full number spoofing and spam call protection for its customers. Uh, with the partnerships in place, they had uh, complete uh, completed the implementation of the sturge slash shaken standards that are in place to combat these illegal caller ID spoofing. Because oh my god, the spoofing is just off the charts. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, T- crazy. T-Mobile not, is now able to authenticate calls with its wireless and network providers that pre- represent ninety eight percent of the wireless customers customers in the United States. So you ever get a um, call from yourself? I don't know for myself. I, I, I get a prefix. I got, I got myself once, yeah. And I answered, I'm like, why am I calling me? <laughs> and, and, and they probably up. said, we're going to extend the warranty for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, likely. So, uh, I mean, the the app has gotten better. And uh, and, and the nice thing about T-Mobile is, uh, compared to at and Verizon, who's charging for it each month, if you want the uh, advanced features, uh, four bucks a month, they're actually now offering it for free. They're including it with your plan. Um, that, uh, it does, it, it does help. And I do see scam likely all the time on it for the most part. Um, um, you also could get a service like digits, which allows you to get us like a, 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 an alternate number that you could give out. Uh, I and, had to cancel yeah. that. I, I, I had to cancel yeah, that. Cause I'm, was, I am getting calls. I was getting more, sp- I, I yeah. got one call that was intended for me and about 2000 that was a, a t- intended for Ashley, the previous <laughs> owner of this phone. <laughs> the, the phone number. Yeah. So so well, there's the other options. Yeah. There's other options. So, uh, but you guys just just uh, you block. You said you block all your unknown callers. So I guess I can't call oh, yeah. you. So yeah. I got uh, if I call you, you're gonna I'll go right to your voicemail. Um, if you send me a voicemail, I'll respond to it. I'll send you right. a voicemail. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, but you guys don't do anything else special. You just uh, uh, you just uh, uh, let it go. I just I just take the pain. <laughs> Ignore them if you don't day. know the number. That's a problem. Like you said, for us, you and I, for work, we can't just, especially when uh, 
But if it's a local number, if it's something that's in the area, you know, it is, but, you know, but you know, sometimes yeah, well, all the spam likely calls for me are all in my area. Yeah. They, oh, yep, right. they're all like almost my phone number. They're like two or three digits off from my number. The same when extension. I have the unknown callers turned off. So I would get unknown callers. I had the benefit of having a Chicago number, but living in Rhode Island. Yeah. So anytime I saw 224, I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's, it's a spam call every well. time. Well, I got or 847. Dave. So. Or, Dave. or Dave, yeah. Well, I'm 847, so. <laughs> I don't even think I, yeah, I don't have the app installed. 87 installed. I should put it back on. Yeah. Um. So I just, uh, good information. We'll let everybody know how to hear it. So um, next topic I wanted to bring up is um, anybody use the, uh, do you guys uh, use the, word, the, the app Reflector? It's a great screen sharing app uh, on the Mac that uh, you could share your iPhone uh, very easily. I don't know if you've ever been used that before. No, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard of it before. Oh, really? Um, I love this app. and I've used this for years uh, doing uh, doing a sharing of, uh, of your iPhone or your iPad through AirPlay uh, onto your Mac. It, 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 it turns... It creates a an AirPlay oh, way, uh, just kind of like what you would do with your on the Apple TV, um, yeah. and uh, so Reflector hadn't updated it in a number of years, and especially the fact that they didn't have a version for M1, it was it was Intel only. So uh, finally, they they updated it with uh, Big Sur supports, and it's got new device frames uh, and more. We got an article in Nine Five Mac that's going over reviewing it. Uh, I'll also put a link in the show notes for, to, to purchase it. It's not terribly expensive. You can get a Eighteen, seventeen, ninety-nine for the Mac version. Then you know they also have a Windows versions, believe it or not. They, uh, they so you can buy a uh, you can buy a unified license, and it'll work on either Windows or uh, Mac. And not that I would ever want to use it on Windows, but <laughs> too often. But, or use Windows. Or yeah. Uh, so uh, oh, if you're not like I said, like it says in the article, if you're not familiar with it, it's a popular app that allows you to mirror and stream content uh, connections from from your iPhone, your iPad, uh, and mirror to display. Uh, and so. For demonstrations, it really works out really well uh, for how it works, and they did optimize it for the silicon Apple Silicon on the M1 Max. Uh, and I did notice a lot of lot of uh, latencies has been solved because I was I was doing doing that a little bit with latency over yeah. the Wi-Fi network. Uh, it does have a new interface um, that kind of matches the way Big Sur looks, so it's kind of cool. Uh, and then the update also brought some frames, so it's important that I have the you know the the blue the back on it. So when it, when it comes up, uh, it uh, it actually looks it looks good. So um, I, I actually should I actually should demo it while you uh, it'll crash and burn here if I try to. But but anyway, <laughs> uh, it uh, uh, and also like I said, it's cross platform, so it'll also work with Google Cast and Mirrorcast devices too. It didn't do that before. It was strictly AirPort, AirPlay. So if you have to stream things like an Android, oh, oh, God forbid, or a Chromebook or any other types of devices, you can now uh, do that as well using like if you wanted if you wanted a Mirror Mac uh, using Mirrorcast, you could do that if you wanted to. So um, so it it it's it's a cool app. It's, again, the, the link's actually in the article. Um, it's like I said, seventeen ninety nine, and you can update it. They, they are they they don't for the amount of cost it is. It, they don't really offer much of a discount if you were a previous uh, version customer which is fine i mean 18 bucks well, I can, 17 bucks or whatever yeah so. I, I can i think i can i can live so well, i'm surprised you guys hadn't seen this before and i'm glad everybody whoever wants to actually do a demonstration especially you might want to show your family member something on the iphone it's so much easier than let's sit around the phone and look at it where you could just you know if you have an True. apple tv you could do it too so but, uh, but that's, that's I used something like this years ago. I don't think it was the same one, but I was teaching a, teaching a, a class on something with the phone and right. used that to do it. 
Um, and this it worked well. I, I, it might have been the same one. It, it's been around for a while, right? So. Quite a while, and it's also very popular in the education market. So, um, so it's uh, it's definitely a, a, a been around for quite a while. Yep. Uh, I think it's uh, Air Squirrels. I think is the name of the company. If I'm not mistaken. Um, let's go to their site here and uh yes air squirrels is the name of the company so um so check it out i think it's a it's a cool thing here so um and uh let's uh, let's go on another topic here um i actually we actually had a a a, a listener send an email here at feedback at in touch with ios.com um she asked that uh she has an iphone 8 and wanted to do an upgrade and and asked what would you think the best choice would be so um I gave her a suggestion originally. I, I, I said the iPhone 12 or the 12 Pro might be a good choice for you. Um, but um, I think the iPhone SE might be an even better choice for you because if you don't want to look, if you're not looking to get massive upgrades and save some money, I mean, the iPhone SE basically is an iPhone 8, but it has updated, uh, updated innards, uh, you know, with the mm-hmm. upgraded camera, upgraded processor. Um, and I thought, uh, uh, it would be good, and especially the fact it still has Touch ID, because a lot of people still love that home button and having Touch ID uh, it's still available to yeah. them. Um, but Brian, what do you think? I I, I think it'll be a good suggestion. What would you What would you suggest for somebody who yeah, who has I, the iPhone? I agree with you. Um, I think that one another big plus is that the cases work. So if this person yeah. has iPhone eight cases that they particularly like. Yes, yes. Um, they can keep them because uh, they true. work. I think it's, the seven it's, and it's, the eight cases. It's work it's a smidge off, I think, and very little, if any. Yeah, because the yeah, camera's I mean, still there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really a good choice, especially you know there are days definitely wearing a mask, you got Face ID. Apple Pay is so much easier with Touch yeah. ID. Um, than with Face ID. It is. So, Especially when you drive through, you're like, oh, I got my Apple Watch. But <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, you know, my wife has an iPhone 8 Plus, and she's kind of at the point now where the battery's not great. Yeah. Does she get a new battery? Does she get a new phone? She doesn't really want, you know, Face ID. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a good choice. Well, what, would you, what would you suggest if um, if someone asked you to uh, go for an iPhone 8? Um, I would say, sorry, I definitely see where you're coming from with the cases for the iPhone 8 and all that. Um, I'm a huge proponent of Face ID. I think Face ID is awesome. Uh, it seems like my dad has all sorts of problems with Face ID. I never have any problems. It is flawless. I never think about unlocking my phone anymore. A lot. You change faces <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of Face ID. I think for me, it makes Apple Pay easier. Um, but I think that if you're looking for comfort and kind of not changing and rocking the boat too much, uh, the SE is obviously the more affordable, better option. But if you know you want to, you know, get something I think more seamless, I think the iPhone 12 is still, is still especially bad. the iPhone 12. Yeah, yeah. if you want to help Apple out and buy an iPhone <laughs> he loves 12, his mini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what would you I, do? I what would you do, Warren? I, I agree with uh, Holden. Um, uh, right, your yeah. Hold, hold, yeah. Which one's Holden? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, Touch ID phones look uh, antiquated uh, at this point. Uh, the the screen itself is not as nice. Obviously, uh, they're not using the OLED screens. Um, I mean, I w- I would suggest they still sell the 11s, right? Yeah, at the yeah. Apple Store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's probably a better bet. The size is good. The price is probably about the same as the SE at this point, or close to it. Um, I'm just not a fan of the, the of the button anymore. I, I you know you get yeah. more screen with the uh, with the face ID. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely, right. yeah. So split two and two, huh? <laughs> Seems like it's so much harder. <laughs> just just I, get the I, uh, twelve mini; you know, it'll all be good. I, I made yeah. the suggestion only because uh, the basis of they may still like the eight and don't want don't yeah, like, yeah, don't like change. But I would well, I would say the second the second option would be the twelve or the twelve pro, which would be very similar, but having a better camera. Yeah, yeah. Twelve pro, obviously, we get the three lenses. So, yeah. all right. The eleven is a good phone too. I mean, oh, yeah, my, my son yeah. had one, and yeah, it's a good phone. Um, another listener uh, sent in a, a question about uh, how do you change your default uh, photo settings from HEIC to the most compatible? Um, that's always been a challenge. Uh, Whereas, I mean, I don't mind it because I think it's it's like it's close. Of course, it's high efficiency is those 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 files for your photos that are on your iPhone, um, and uh, to you want them to you, you you want them to be that way because it's going to save space. Unless, especially if those of you who are space challenged, if you have a sixty four gig or uh, I have a two fifty six, so I'm okay in most cases. But uh, uh, but there might be sometimes you may just not want to do it because you know you might get into predicaments where you're in a pinch. You want to share the file, and when it ends up happening is you share it with somebody either with where it's through uh, um, air, uh, air, uh, airdrop or if you share it with somebody on your computer then it ends up in the HEIC format and then sometimes on their computer they don't have the option to be able to uh, to convert the file that easily um, especially on Windows <laughs> you deal with yeah. that a lot uh, and and they do have a plugin but it's never that great you end up doing a screen I end up doing is I end up doing a screenshot of it using yeah. like snag it or something um, but the, so the way you change it off and, and turn it off in the settings you want to switch it over to not the high efficiency is you go into settings under camera and then under formats and then you can make the choice of set it to most compatible to, to to favor the jpeg files so then that going forward it will now be the full size formatted jpeg files so it might take up a little more space but at least you'll now have you know, more compatibility is really what it is um if you want if you want to have high efficiency then you want to leave it you should leave it set to the, the uh, set to not uh, more compatible so it keeps it keeps things in a better place here and the new file uh, as i have here in the show notes the new file format for images is much better in every way than the old jpeg format because of that reason it is uh, it gives better better compression fewer artifacts you're going to have some you know better quality especially if those if you have the those of you who have the 12 pro or the 12 pro max that also has the ability to shoot raw um, you, you're going to really be able to go even higher end, but I think most who are listening probably don't shoot raw or will shoot raw. So I think this is a good choice um, uh, to, to being able to do that. Uh, and uh, I also put in here the only reason you might not want to use this is that it hasn't been implemented in every single service yet. So like like I said, some places are uh, may not allow you to upload the photo because if you upload it right from uh, the phone to your uh, to, to to the service, it it may not work, and you have to get, you have to convert it. So. Um, I assume you guys, I leave it on H-E-I-C. I assume all you guys do too, right? I haven't changed the setting, but I've noticed at work, people send me pictures. I'm getting a lot more me too. H-E-I-C photos. Since we both uh, do the same job uh, yeah. uh, in different locations, you know, you know, uh, we, that's what we deal with on a daily basis. You deal with that, Warren, when you're in your support world? world? No, not really. I'm, I'm, I don't even know what my setting is. I, I can't tell the difference. I, I yeah. turned on raw once and it scared me. I turned it back off. So <laughs> it scared you. <laughs> I don't really play with it. You know, it, it, all the pictures look fine to me. I'm not a, I'm not a photographer. I'm not a photo editor. I just right. take pictures. I, I like the, uh, I like the uh, photos up the auto enhanced. That's about as uh, technical as I get with that. Yeah. Um, 
And then uh, other tip I wanted to give is uh, uh, the ability, how do you switch between apps on an iPhone and iPad? And I have a link in the show notes to OSX Daily, which is always a good place to find all kinds of great stuff about uh, about things with Apple. Um, and, you know, the way you can switch between apps, you just ba- the way I do it all the time is to swipe up and being able to swipe between the apps and be able to do that. Once in a while, I don't know if you guys do it. I, I swipe up and then I want to close them. You know, I, I know we're not really don't really need to close them because uh, but I know there's a lot of people out there who get really are, are, are kind of uh, uh, what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> a little crazy with Upper that. Arms. Yeah. They, they, I, I love closing. I love closing my apps out. Okay. I mean, yeah. I hate um, people. I, I hate when people don't do it. It just annoys me. I don't know why. Like, uh, yeah. But, I work on my wife's phone and there's like, you know, from the beginning of time, she has the apps open. And but like, notice the the phones were still working fine because it, it can't manage it. So oh, it's designed, it's designed it's, to leave them all open. It's a psychological. Yeah. But yeah. some apps do get, some apps do need a, Close and open sometimes. Yeah, because yeah, they're coded badly. I, I, I find that on the Apple TV lately, I'm having to do that. Yeah. Apps get stuck and you've got to do the, what is it, tap on the TV button? And yeah. Then it, um, yeah. But nine times out of ten, when somebody comes up to you, yeah, like some, a user comes up and says, this is not working. Nine times out of ten, if you just close Put it out and open it back up, it relaunches, it's right, so. I have been told that it actually drains the battery more. It's a myth. It's not. I, it's a, no. To have the, I, have, to have, myth. I have very first-party sources on that one. I'll just fake leave it at that. Fake news. Yeah. It is fake news. Yeah, it, it does not drain the battery. That, 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 that's been an old myth for years. But but that but really the, the nice thing about it is being able to switch to, and really the tip in mind was to be able to switch between apps. When you swipe up on on your on your on your phone, you can you can then swipe left and right to move between the apps, and then you see which app you want to to go back to, and you just tap it. So that's the nice thing about the the app already being open, so that you want to just swipe up, go to it. Of course, you have the other option if you went from one app to another. At the top left, it'll tell you what app is still available to you. Like uh, like you go from the browser to like say mail. It'll, it'll, if you tap the link, you, you could tap at the top left and it says mail, you know, bring it right back to mail. Um, and so, it, so it, yeah. it has that too. That so, so that, that, that's another way of, uh, of, of being able to switch between apps. But this is the, this method is the way of just swiping up and then, you know, you could swipe left, swipe right, get to where you want, but Warren will never have his apps open. So he won't be able to do this. So <laughs> is it, is it the same with the home button or did they change it to the swipe up? Well, and because of yeah, on the on the older phones, on the older phone, you, t- you, button, you, yeah. you, you, st- you st- do the home button. Yeah, not, you have not- to do. I, I thought you could do either on that one because they had added the gestures, or they did. I think you can it. on the the iPads. Yeah, the iPads use both. Yeah. But if okay. you do swipe up on an iPhone um, home bu- home button version, it'll just bring up Control Center. Right. Okay. Because Control Center is in the bottom as opposed to the top right. The top. Right. Yeah. Right. That's right. There's no yep. top swipe. All right, and then the time the time is winding down here. I just wanted to bring up one app that I saw here. This actually, I I linked over here to Nine to Five Mac because it uh, it gives good information about it. Opera, which is a uh, alternate browser that's out there, um, launched a modern redesign for its minimalist minimalist uh, iPhone and iPad browser. Uh, they did a major update to this, uh, and and then I guess it used to be called the opera touch ios browser i didn't even realize that it's now rebranded yeah. to just opera uh the latest version is all the redefined ui modernize things well i guess you need to do that um and um it uh it's not a bad design uh they they did a new color palette uh, they made some uh 
changes to the, the light and dark modes, the privacy mode, private mode. And, um, it's not a bad, not a bad app, but again, I'm, I'm always been partial to, uh, to, to, uh, uh, Safari. I still continue to use Safari on my iPhone. Um, but the other browsers are on there too. I mean, Google Chrome, uh, Microsoft edge has gotten a little better. Um, and Firefox, I've used that once in a while. I've got that on there too. And, um, so, but I got, I got, uh, you know, I got to have all the browsers on it cause you want to try them and see how they go, how they work. But uh, honestly, edge actually doesn't work too terribly bad on iOS, uh, compared to. I haven't tried this. it yet. I switched <laughs> as soon as I let you switch to false, I, I switched to edge and did you? I have, yeah, I have one or two things like we get a, a email from work every uh, day to, uh, do a COVID, uh, check-in. All oh, right. And for some reason on Safari, it errors out, but on, uh, I'm sorry, on edge, it errors out, but Safari works. So I think there's still some coding differences and, um, in, in them, uh, that they have to work out. But for the most part, I like the way how it syncs, you know, it syncs across all devices, including Windows, if you have to use Windows, which you can't do yep. on Safari. Absolutely. Yep. No, and it works with, uh, and for work too, you know, for, for us, especially decide we want to use a browser yeah. to be able to access some of the work resources. Um, the yeah. Microsoft edge browser is, is de facto because, uh, it's, it's Microsoft and yeah, yep. keeps us, keeps us compliant. So, um, uh, but, the opera, I haven't had a chance to really check it too much, but they are spouting that it is much light. It is lightning fast. If you look in the description of their, uh, on the app, uh, and, uh, it's, it, you know, another alternative for 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 browsing, and I'm glad Apple's really become a lot more, yeah, uh, uh, not so bad with the locking things down to Safari when you want to have an option mm-hmm. to to use other browsers. So, all right, I, I think Opera, that's been around forever. I've used Opera like Opera, oh yeah, forever, 20, yeah, twenty years ago, yeah, for sure. So. All right. I think uh, we have come to a close for this week's episode. Appreciate everybody listening. Let me go ahead and close us out and wrap up for this week. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at InTouchWithIOS.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. You can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on the Amazon Echo. I even tested it today and said, uh, Echo, uh, play In Touch With iOS latest episode. And it uh, opened it up in app, Amazon Music, because we're on there as well, as well as Radio.com and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And uh, Holden DePardo, thanks for being here this week. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, I am uh, on Twitter at Holden Lepardo. It's like my personal account. And then I'm also on a video game podcast called Respawning Fire, which is at Respawning Fire. And I'm also on uh, another Apple podcast called uh, Networked, which is just at Networked Podcast on Twitter. Yeah, I've been listening. You got some great, you guys got some great stuff. And uh, uh, keep, keep up the great work. And uh, 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 as you see, a lot of fun doing podcasts. You got two of them. Yeah. I'm doing like four of them. So <laughs> maybe five. <laughs> the Warren thinks I'm crazy because I do too many, too many podcasts. <laughs> he it's has fun, a but he, but he has a limit, so that's why it, that, that, that's why he, I don't. I could I can do as many as I want, I, but I, it's, <laughs> I have a hard stop it too. I'll yeah, is what I have. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and then uh, Brian, and any any pl- place where I can find you, or you, uh, you just uh, I'm exclusive to your podcast. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. IT professional, appreciate uh, and we're good friends, so I really appreciate. Uh, uh, you being here uh, and you as well appreciate it. and uh, Warren what's been going on in Mac to the Future You, it's been kind of busy this yes. week yeah it's all the same stuff but I usually use this time to thank the guests uh, yeah. definitely Brian and Holden thanks for coming and 
Did we? Was I on the show last time when they were on? No, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, you were. Yeah. You were. Yeah. You were. Uh, uh, busy. Away. You were. Busy. You okay. might have been away for the holidays. So we. we so I, I had to keep my, my weekly schedule so then Holden and Brian were... That's through. fine. I, I always say... Don't, <laughs> no. Well, you weren't you were in last resort before and you weren't this time. I, I invited you on that. You graciously accepted, so I really appreciate it. I, I always you tell you, do not stop a show for me. You know, keep going because uh, I'm, I'm never... Well, I'm never reliable in that way, but thanks guys for uh, yes. coming. Thanks for being here. And, and next yeah. week we'll have uh, Jeff Gamut back on the show. So, uh, oh, you know, like, okay. like always having Jeff, cause he's, he's kind of become a kind of a regular guest here. So I'll, I'll, yeah, again, fun. appreciate everybody listening. Thanks. I, I hope you enjoyed the show and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>